Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. We, what should we start with, my nigga? It's, it's so much. Um. <laughs> First, thank you for everybody that bought something last week. Because, good lord, that was yeah. dope. It's going to take a while on shipments. Yeah, it's it's going to take a while. It's still a pan- pandemic. But I'm sure everybody else has been having delays in their shipments. But thank you to everybody that bought something. Everybody that gave support. Like, shout out, anything. Hell yeah. Y'all fucked with us heavy. Yes. And that shit was dope as fuck. Hell yeah. We love to see it. Also, shout out to shout out to having allies as friends. Like shout out to that always. Right, because that's new to me. Like having people reach out and stuff. It's dope. I'm glad like I don't want to say people are finally getting it. Because I think people have gotten it, but I think people are finally no longer afraid to say some shit about it. Mitt Romney said Black Lives Matter yesterday yeah. while watching. <laughs> yeah, he did. I was like, what? I noticed that. And I was like, if Mitt is out here <laughs> if, for the blacks. If Mitt is lit, <laughs> what the rest of y'all doing? Y'all better come on. Um. So, yeah, it's been... It's been a very interesting fucking week. And then today, the fucking Kente Claw gang wanted to fucking <laughs> assemble in the damn foyer of the... I, the like, Kente Avengers. <laughs> what the fuck is this Disney bullshit? <laughs> this is real life. Y'all want to put on a fucking costume and act like you some saviors? What's happening behind that? This like, is not Wakanda. What is going on? We didn't ask for you to dress like a nigga. Like, <laughs> I don't fucking, I don't get it. I don't get it. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> you know that picture of, uh, what's his name? Black youngster when he said like holding his head. I was like, <laughs> that was me. Like who, who the fuck? Ask for this. What is this? You know what's so funny about that shit? The like the funniest part is that the Congressional Black Caucus is the one that came up with that idea. But that's where it goes to having these old ass niggas in. That's some like nineteen ninety two bullshit. Like if that happened in nineteen ninety two, like okay, Congress woke. Twenty twenty woke this. They're like nah, nigga, we don't need this bullshit. We, we don't see, need this. Bullshit. We seen y'all do this type of shit before. It's a revolution going on outside. Like, like, get with it. I just really want to understand the logic. 
behind that executive decision because it was an act of solidarity, but mm-hmm. it just came off so forced. Mm-hmm. That's what like that's what the problem is. That's not what we need. Like that's so tone deaf, honestly. That uh, that's what it is though. It's just tone deaf. <sighs> I don't know. It was um it just was uh it was cringy. Cringy and just unnecessary. <laughs> Did you look at any of the reforms they put? Uh-uh. See, that's what that's the other thing. Like we can't get fed up with the act like the the display. Right. We gotta look at the uh the notes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the display was bullshit. But it's because it's 70, 60-year-old fucking black people and white people. And them white people ain't going to be like, is this a good idea? I mean... I mean, rightfully so. If some white people asked us if something was a good idea right now, I'd be like, nigga, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> but they meant that because them niggas old and they got down on them knees on that hard-ass floor. It was an act of solidarity. <laughs> it's just but at the coon time. shit. It's too much. Like, that's okay. Wow. Great segue. Coon shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of coon shit going on. It's been, man, the fucking collective of Negro personalities is really hitting us hard right now. We got the coons. We got the super woke. <laughs> we got we got the ignorant woke. The people, <laughs> people who think they here for black people, but really... They here for they here for some cool shit. Also, it's really just a different having some identity coon. crisis. Uh, yeah, it's it's just been so much. Like Trina came out here on what? some fuck shit that really just I think that shook me out of everybody. Yeah. Trina, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, because that because you always think of Trina as being a real ass bitch. Mm. And then like, she was just in her feelings, just talking at black people and trick was trying to save her. Be like, yo, I don't think you want to say it this way. That's the other thing of it. A lot of this coon shit is coming from hurt feelings. Yeah. And people aren't vocalizing in a responsible way. Yes. They weren't able to be vocal about something a while ago. And now here they are just letting it loose. Oh shit! But yeah, most of this cool shit is coming from misplaced feelings. <laughs> Y'all got to sit the fuck down, bro. This is a no win, a hold 'em, no win, a fold 'em moment, and right now. When y'all know that people are looking to y'all for guidance and for, for speech, you know what I'm saying for use of your platform. For now to be the time for you to say some shit like this is like, not the right time. <laughs> We are right here trying to come together. You gonna divide us as a people. But you think about you. Ooh, too much. But yeah. People are thinking about themselves mm-hmm. and how to center themselves career wise. That's the only thing I could think of with Terry Crews. Man. But you don't have to do all that. Like you just don't. <laughs> But a lot of these celebrities are exposing themselves for who they've always been. Mm-hmm. They've always been opportunists. It's just, it looks so tone deaf right now. 
Terry Crews is, I don't know. It's something about him, though. It's something about him that makes his cooning, like, way more annoying for me. <laughs> now, sometimes I do think uh, people that fit a certain look that's stereotypical in ways, mm-hmm. <laughs> when they just up here samboing, you like, man, bro. The ancestors are looking down on us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, um, he's just, he's he thinks he's so woke and deep, and he's just not. And he doesn't, he's so limited <laughs> that he's stretching himself too thin. It's, like, clearly obvious that this nigga don't know what the fuck he talking about. Like, he be saying, like, Hallmark level, just BS. For no reason. Nobody put a microphone in his face. That's the other thing about all this stuff. People are, are volunteering to die as tribute for some yes. coon stuff. <laughs> Yo, this episode's got to be called Dark Side of the Coon. <laughs> I do not disagree. <laughs> I've been waiting like two years to use that. <laughs> Here we go. Here we are. I saw it before everybody else. Um... Yeah, I just B Simone, Desi Banks, just hilarious. She she should have been learned her lesson to shut the fuck up. Like you don't you don't we don't want you to say nothing no more. Like after that um the airport. Yeah. yeah. After that xenophobia shit, well, you should have calmed down. Like you had to cool down after that. Nothing else political for you. I didn't <laughs> see anything else from her. She took then. a she took a little break. Like she didn't even post herself. Like it wasn't videos. Like she wasn't posting at all. No selfies. I really didn't know if I had muted her or something <laughs> because like I didn't see anything. And then I saw like her trending. And I was like, she's still out here. She slowed it. She posts now more like on her stories than on her page, especially on Facebook. Um, yeah. I'm going to choke this motherfucking dog. <laughs> oh, he's being a needy kid. What the fuck? It's, I don't know what's wrong with him. Oh, but yeah. The whole B. Simone thing, I just don't understand. Her and Desi. <laughs> Like, they are new money as fuck. You can't be out here lecturing people if you new money. Hell no. <laughs> you don't have enough. You don't got enough street cred. Right. We got OG snobs out here. You can't just be the new kid on the block. Like, we remember when y'all were broke. <laughs> I remember when Desi didn't have a haircut. Ooh. <laughs> that, that one where he talking to the birds. Yeah. Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> we like we seen this shit happen. You can't just come back on some new shit. Um, who else is I gonna talk about? Um, coon shit. I feel like it was somebody today. It's like a new coon each week, <laughs> each day. Who is the coon of the coon day? of the week? <laughs> coon of the fucking week. Coon of the week. Um, coon of the week. Oh, I know who the coon of the week was in our personal life. Oh yeah. 
Once again, bro, why do you just have to volunteer this shit? Did nobody ask you to be out here on some step and fetch it shit? I'm gonna see how many like historical coons I can reference this episode. Historical. <laughs> you know, but I've been what I've been hating too is like all these black people posting like to my so and so white friends or to my white friends who get it like. The dope white people in my life know who they are. This is not about you right now. I'm like, why y'all doing all this, like, apologizing? Yeah. It's like... We ain't apologizing to white people, and we ain't, like, tiptoeing around white people's feelings. It's like so many of y'all are still afraid to be, like, too black. Like... Yeah. But that's how we have to... We've lived all, all our lives. That's literally the equivalent to all lives mattering this shit. Essentially, Yeah. (laughs) That's and that's what true. that's what gets on my nerves about it. I'm like, who the fuck cares? This is not that that don't fucking matter. <laughs> it doesn't. And bro, white people don't understand that the shit that their black friends have never told them. Almost in a way that with men, like with the people saying, uh, mentioning how they were abused, mm-hmm. some men are like, I just I didn't fucking know. Yeah. Like it is mind blowing. So it's, it is eye-opening to see, like, it's fucked up seeing, like, the shit that happens to women. And so I don't know how you can't have empathy as a white person to see how black people are treated and be like, this is fucked up. Yeah. Like, I never would have imagined. But that's... It's been out here in your eyes, though. Like, it's not... It hasn't been hidden, like... I think that's the thing, though. Like, when things are hidden in plain sight and you just are oblivious to it, it's more eye-opening because you're like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, why <laughs> didn't I realize all of this shit was this going shit on? This shit has been documented, like, countless times. Like, from the eyes of, like, speaking as as a male, the privilege, the levels of privilege that I just never think about it's just wild to me Mm. and it's like it does fuck you up and then you're like who the fuck did i hurt Mm -hmm. because if i was as oblivious to the shit i had to have hurt people Mm -hmm. so i mean like i was talking to a white person the other day and they were like i'm all like they were pretty much saying they're all for the protest and what was wrong was wrong but they feel like why are they having to pay for what happened in the past they were like, I've never done anything to a black person. I was like, in all due respect, can you really say that? And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, even if it was intentional, have you done? They're like, I'm, not sure, I'm sure I have. But they, that didn't affect them the way that like, it would affect me if I had to really think about what the fuck. Mm-hmm. And then like it's, it started playing on their mind and they started thinking. But you could just tell that they had never thought about the things that they do implicitly. And they were like, but I mean, shouldn't it only count for the things I meant to do? Like, if I meant to be racist, I was like, no, that's not how it works. Trauma can't see that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, it doesn't matter if I didn't mean to hurt you. That's why when people say, I didn't mean to hurt um, 
if I if I hurt your feelings, mm-hmm. that's the exact same I'm thing. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Right. No, that's not. Yeah, don't put a bumper on this shit. It's not Own up sorry. to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's either sorry or not sorry. That's what, just exactly what Just Hilarious was doing. Like, and that's what pissed me off about her. I couldn't even listen to the rest. And she was like, oh, you know, I got in trouble with the gays because I called somebody if. F-A-G-G-Y and I was just like but I wasn't calling all of them F-A-G-G-Y I was it just is. and I'm like girl <laughs> you are so you are so dumb <laughs> um, what how what? does that sound any better to you I was shocked by that like, like oh no I'm not using a slur for the masses just this one particular one right now at this right. moment and I hate to do the whole well if this was reversed but if this was reversed and a white person was like, I was only talking to that nigga. We would be. We wouldn't talk about all these other black people. All, you know, like, I don't understand her thought process. Right. And Especially also, for her to come from what she likes to say, a poor place, not growing up having much. Um, You get like, people get so used to this fame and money shit. Mm-hmm. and it's it's almost like it brainwashes them like people start feeling like they've had that type of wealth their whole lives and it's, it's like it's because they start hanging out with people that's got money for the first time in their lives and they're like yo this is my life now no that shit can change as fast as it changed into this like right but people be feeling themselves but that's what it is like that's exactly what it is that's the only way you can be that black and have so much of a black experience growing up because she grew up in baltimore which is like the blackest Blackest city city (laughs) ever (laughs) it's literally wakanda almost whoa ti will get bad at you (laughs) atlanta is wakanda anyway um like how you can grow up having that kind of experience and still be on this side of the fence about your shit like I guess it's almost just because you got money for a couple of years. I also think it's one of those things to where you're like, do you really know who you'll be as a person after some shit changes? Is it raining? Mm, it's been like on and off raining. I'm just hearing something. But anyway, yeah. So like you kind of don't know who you'll be when situations change. But I just feel like I wouldn't be like I got it out the mud. Like I'm out here balling, and y'all other fuck niggas at getting y'all feelings, right. your little poor feelings <laughs> to marginalized communities. Like she, at first, wasn't she talking about uh, transgender people, mm-hmm. and then using the bad word for them, mm-hmm. and then she started spell. No, she spelled out <laughs> one word. <laughs> Yeah. You need to put that same respect on all these other words. I don't know what her deal is. And like <laughs> And then plus she she didn't even reach the level to be like that. Like she ain't even Tiffany Haddish. You ain't level. even right. You ain't even got money, money. Like it's the same thing with B Simone. It's like You got nice apartment money, but you ain't got house <laughs> money, like <laughs> I no city that's worth this shit. <laughs> the fuck? Like, wasn't she just bragging about she was able to have a million dollars in her bank account? Mm-hmm. Like, boo. Sounds like you ain't doing the right shit. If I had a million dollars in my bank account, I got millions everywhere else. You bragging about hood shit. 
Literally. You, you hood rich. I'm trying to be rich rich. I want the sun to never set on suburban <laughs> Yeah, no. Nah, I'm like, man, the new niggas really... <laughs> Don't trust these new niggas. These kids from New Nigga University really. Uh, <laughs> they transferred into this shit thinking they. <laughs> forget to take some pre wig Like, my thing is, it's like, where are your friends also? Like, you don't got nobody. Like, and then you don't ever just think to yourself, like, hmm, what are the niggas going to think if I say this shit? Like, what are what are right. niggas gonna say? You know what I'm saying? Is this acceptable to my niggas? Right. Cause even on this shit, I'd be like, what is niggas gonna say? <laughs> you don't want like at this point, we don't want our niggas to misinterpret us. You know what I'm saying? So right. why wouldn't you proofread <laughs> read the room your thoughts? You know what I'm saying? Like Y'all just think that y'all get a certain platform and you can say whatever you want to say and people are just going to support you because you're you. Because you have 2 million followers now. You just think like, oh, I have an army. Everybody going to be on my side. I can say whatever the fuck I want to say regardless of how reckless it may be. Right. Because I'm still rich. Like You ain't that level yet. I'm still getting money. <laughs> Not if all these niggas cancel you. <laughs> right. That was the other thing. It was like, just hilarious. Like, boo, you got canceled. She was at cancel level. We, we could completely forget about you right now. And, like, that's the only thing that people were saying because people were talking about it on Twitter. I was like, okay, like, we can kind of see her point about the cancel culture thing, but the delivery was just off. That's what most of these missteps are. It's just people, the message is off. Same thing with Drew Brees. Ugh, Lord. Which... I have a lot of feelings about because <laughs> I am a Saints fan. So that is my quarterback. The thing is, with the Drew Brees thing is, he was able to skate by so long with that basic ass excuse. Mm. He never updated his new like uh response. Mm-hmm. So that was like muscle memory. Like, well, I'll never sit down for the flag. I have two grandfathers that fought in World War Two. And Shannon Sharp got onto it, but like he was like, I'm sure those aren't the only two men to fight in World War One. I. I mean, World War Two. It's tons of black soldiers that fought, came back to this country, and weren't able to reap the benefits that your two white grandfathers did. Mm. And because you don't know anything about that, you just say this basic ass shit. And usually, people just let you ride, but not in a time like this. So his wife was apologizing for him. Everybody's been apologizing. <laughs> Like it, I'm just reading the Saint, updates on him. Saints fans, we were saying he needs to retire. Like, we already felt like that. Now, mind you, to us, that's our greatest player of all right. time. Yeah. He's the one that's going to have a statue out front. And he's doing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. And he has done other missteps the last couple months, but, I mean, last couple years, but. He's able to skate by because he's good looking and he's folksy <laughs> to white people. Good looking. <laughs> white then. Black girls only mess with pretty white niggas. <laughs> These are facts. Y'all got standards. Niggas, not so much. But anyway. These are facts. 
So y'all be like, ah, I don't know. Just like when uh when I said that thing about my mom saying JFK was attractive and you and Ricky, she was like, I don't know about attractive. <laughs> I was like, mm. <laughs> nigga was fly. <laughs> Jackie O was as well, but even Jackie O. She was petite. Yeah. She had, she wasn't ugly. Don't she get was, me wrong. She was rich and pretty and petite. Right. So everybody just. And she was graceful. Blew that up. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, she wasn't like knockout. <laughs> she wasn't Marilyn. But I mean. Nobody could touch Marilyn. Hey, that's only a couple. You know what we need to talk about? Why is it that white people don't want to embrace the fly niggas from their culture? Speak, talk your shit. Like, somebody was, uh, somebody did this on Twitter the other day. They were like, they had pictures of like Farrah Fawcett's hairstyles. Oh, yeah. And they were like, that shit used to be fly as fuck. <laughs> like, if you had that level of hair, <laughs> why ain't you doing this shit? Why y'all gotta do all this black shit? Right. Like, if you a white nigga, why do you gotta try to have cornrows and shit get your james d <laughs> bullshit on get your let JMK your shit, shit. Feather. let your shit flow talk your nigga. shit nigga <laughs> <laughs> nah them feathered 70 styles were the shit they were that was some pimp shit for real and like they just letting all that shit sit on the shelves trying to try our shit like no nah, we respect that shit because that's the shit that was in pop that's pop culture mm. Like when we were watching Clueless earlier, mm-hmm. that's the shit that they made us think we should strive for. Why the fuck would you embrace that shit? Like you look way cooler being like super into like dope white shit. Hell yeah! If you white, <laughs> like man, I know a nigga to do shit like that. <laughs> a bunch of like y'all just leaving culture on the shelves, and that's why I can't. I can't. I don't understand some of y'all. Man, and then <laughs> so much. So like Me and uh, me and Markham were talking today about the, like his he didn't see the Kent Takeoff thing, mm. and so like the uh, hotel memes that I was making, Achi, <laughs> he was like, "What is this about?" Because <laughs> the first one I was like, "And Sister Nancy is gonna uh, have a sermon on blood, uh, on soul ties, oh yeah, sex demons." <laughs> He's like, what is this about? And he was talking about the Kente cloth thing. He was like, I as a white person would never wear Kente cloth. And I said, I'm a black person and I probably wouldn't wear Kente cloth. Because that is very specific to Ghana. Yeah, I was going to say, like, not all of us even know, you know what I'm saying, where our roots are at. Right. I'm more so of just accepting that we're African American and that's our tribe. We're descendants of slaves in America. It's fine. It's not. 
Some people are like, Noah, you're the descendants of en- enslaved right. yeah. pe- of enslaved Africans. Like, it's the same shit, nigga. <laughs> Literally. Like, we got to accept, like, it's okay, bro. It's okay how we got here. Well, I mean, it's not okay. But <laughs> I c- we can't. Oh, shit. I'm going to leave this in just to show how uncomfortable it is. <laughs> Even when you're talking to other niggas. <laughs> like, niggas, is he about to be a coon? <laughs> Your eyes got big, like, oh shit, he's he's having a coon moment on air. Like, uh, I think you niggas need to get over it. Tread lightly, sir. Careful. Careful. It's like when Keith last week was talking about R. Kelly. He's like, whoa. That Texas Chainsaw Massacre part is the funniest (laughs) shit that's ever been recorded on this. Who mentioned that? A dude from the other siblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outspoken Sibs, you yeah, mean? Yeah, Outspoken Sibs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, uh, he followed us on Apple Music, too. They be having dope-ass playlists. Okay, so I don't get to see the Apple Music notifications. Mm-mm. But, yeah. Um, but uh, Thomas hit me up and said that it was funny, too. He's like, that's the level of wokeness I can get with. <laughs> like, man, so this nigga saying we too woke. That is some Thomas-ass shit, though. Right. I can see. I was thinking, now, I don't know who's our top five episodes. I think we have more than five, where it's like, just classic ones that... We might have ten. Yeah, we might have ten. I mean, shit, we have plenty of episodes. We have 110 episodes. Yeah. We got at least... Yeah, we We got got ten solid ones. We got ten. Just off the guest ones. We got like three Akeem ones that are crazy. (laughs) Then we got two Nick episodes, spy. two spy episodes, <laughs> uh, Thomas episode, Brittany episode. The Stephanie episode was good. It's just the audio bothered me because mm-hmm. it was the overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones where we just used to get high and talk <laughs> about like food. <laughs> Food snobs. <laughs> right. You're like, what kind of cheeseburger do you like? <laughs> Talk about this shit for like 10 minutes. Like, these fat ass niggas. Oh, man. <laughs> that whole summer, we got about five from that summer that we could throw on anytime. But yeah, yeah Keith, Keith was fun. Yeah. Because it was like, that was effortlessly. Mm hmm. Um, that nigga is wild as fuck, though. <laughs> He is. He's very well spoken, though. Like I said before. Yeah. He um he tells the story well. Yeah. His spoken word stuff is dope too. I bet. He has a powerful voice. And I usually don't even fuck with that shit. But yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I fucks with his to shit. be honest, but yeah, I can see that. He was like, man, like, I was like, after it, I was like, thanks for coming on. He's like, bro, that was so dope. I was like, man, it's always dope to know people had fun with us. Yeah. Because it's like, okay. Sometimes I'll be wondering, like, right. man, they probably think we lame. Right. <laughs> like, man, I bet they like, man, fuck uh, these niggas. <laughs> these cooning ass niggas. Who the fuck are these bougie bl- The way he said proclivities is... <laughs> <laughs> word ever spoken on this podcast (laughs) that nigga 
and all of their proclivities. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there's like, I only use like an hour and 40 minutes. Also, Doug just started listening again, mm. and he listened to that episode. He's like, an hour and 40 minutes. I'm like, yeah, we've been a little long in the quarantine. What did he say? <laughs> he was like, he started listening. He was laughing, though. Like, but he was like, he was about to cut his grass. He was like, an hour and 40 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's a three-hour session, bro. Yeah. And I didn't, the only thing was, like, I had to try to make sure it was cohesive, like story wise, because mm-hmm. I had to bring some of it back. <laughs> There's that one story that I left off that was funny as fuck. Which one? About the strip club. Oh, <laughs> that nigga wild. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we are out here, bro. They are fucking weird. Listen, I'm not even a surprise anymore. I feel like it's, we have put in the work. It's coming back. Still putting in work. We're consistent. It's just it's just about time. That's all it is. It's weird though. Time told. Like I cuz I felt like we kind of we didn't lose our edge cuz nigga we been dope. But <laughs> I don't think we lost it. I don't think we lost it. I just think that it was we both were going through real shit at the time. So. Yeah. So it was like some of those episodes were a little dark. <laughs> it happens. I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody who experiences real life and talks about it on their <laughs> right. podcast who doesn't Cause talk I, about their dark moments. I can't. I can't. Li- the only ones I can't listen to are the December ones. Mm. Like, because it was just, I don't know. Not that I was triggered, but it was just like I remember like those days, like they that was intense. December or after my birthday, thirty one. I mean, I, I'm on the good side of thirty one now, to where I'm like, okay, <laughs> I like thirty one year old me. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like thirty one year old me when I was a new thirty one. <laughs> I was like, yo, fuck this shit. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. Because it was like, I, I was just still trying to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm on the other side of it. And I feel like I've figured out some of the major things of who I want to be as a person. Because mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't know. I was having, a, I guess, an identity crisis. <laughs> but, yeah. It happens. But now I'm 30. I think I had an identity crisis for like five years. <laughs> so... I, I kind of had that too, so <laughs> <laughs> similar. Um, but yeah, I like I like what we're becoming, like because it's like we're not having to try to find things to talk about. It's just flowing. I think it always flowed. I think I think it's cool that we're able. In to, the beginning, we just were trying to make sure that it was cohesive. I was still trying to hide who I was. <laughs> Mm. I wasn't really trying to uh, let y'all know on the feels. How does Juice feel? Nobody ever knew how Juice felt. Interesting. You know how I felt about political things Mm -hmm. or music. But they never knew the feels. Hmm. Or I felt like people didn't. So that's why you feel like we had to map out every 
thing to make sure that we didn't talk talk about what you were trying to hide. Yes, that's totally. I've realized that recently. It was like, yeah, I saw anal about shit because I didn't want to talk about the shit that was in the front of my brain. Hmm. Interesting. So, but now I don't care because it's a quarantine, nigga. No, <laughs> no, this shit is supposed to be a conversation. You can't map out conversation. Yeah, it's supposed to just be organic. It's it's only I mean even if you try to map it out, it's only so much that can be said that would be cohesive anyway. Like what I like recently is the people that we've had on, like because we're in a a peaceful space, we're able to not even be more welcoming. It's just the vibe is better mm-hmm. bringing somebody in. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, all right, man, it's cool. Chill out, bro. Yeah. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> like even when people are freaking out, I was like, man, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> Sorry, right, bro. The only only episode I was tripping over was the Devin one because I didn't know what the fuck was about to happen. That shit is still fucking amazing. That I don't it think happened. <laughs> either one of us knew what was gonna happen. It was just like it was like a draw. Be like, who's gonna be the most awkward? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that shit was. And good. neither one of us were. Awkward. <laughs> that shit was dope. Yeah. And I'm excited going for it. We just got to figure out some more shit. We got to... Wait, we're running out of kids. <laughs> no. We got so. We got uh, uh, a deep bench. Yeah, I mean, with the podcast that we fuck with, for sure. Yeah, we do. We always have a lineup. Right. With them. What's going to happen when we meet an asshole, though? <laughs> That like the assholes we have had on are our assholes. Yeah. What will we do? Like, like hold up, nigga, you on our shit. <laughs> do we just let him talk his shit, get it out, and then like, cut it out. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what we're gonna do. We gonna let him leave. You gonna circle the block, and we gonna record another episode right after this shit. Like, yeah. hold up, this nigga got us fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully that never has to happen. Right. I'm praying on it. <laughs> There's no point. We don't even need that kind of clout. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It, like, it's even some people that I was anxious to talk to that I ain't anxious to talk to no more. Mm. And I'm like, yo, we kind of don't need you. They do. I have realized that I be having dope ass ideas and I need to just keep some of these for myself. <laughs> Like when I was talking about, the, does anybody know a black-owned brewery in North Alabama? And I was like, and then Courtney was like, you should do it. I was like, yeah. Please nobody take that. That's free game, though. I'm fucking with the vision. You got to. That's Man, that's why I feel like if I got, if I had money, I could, I could make so much more money. Mm. If I could finance my fucking dreams. <laughs> once again that's what i've been realizing is like a part of my depression is like finances financial shit yeah just not being financially situated is very stressful yeah i'm tired of paying these fucking bills (laughs) defund the bills (laughs) defund huntsville utilities (laughs) Uh, but yeah i mean that's it i I am definitely taking off Juneteenth, though. I've already put it in. What are we doing? <laughs> it's 
Somebody literally just asked me that. I have a wedding to do the very next day in Auburn. No, fuck that. No, this way. <laughs> so, I mean, clearly I'm still going to turn up, but it's going to have to be a baby turn up because <laughs> yeah, pre-game. I'm not going to drive the Hungover. next day. Ooh, no. The devil. Mm-mm. We got to have like some bougie black stuff where we get tipsy, <laughs> but not drizzle. I don't know. Some mimosas. <laughs> some light skinned mimosas. We need some black shit. Some rum punch or something. <laughs> some hand Kool Aid. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> you ain't trying to fuck with the vision. I don't like him. I'm not like him. Nobody likes Hennessy. Look, if you like Hennessy, you lying. No, I, I really do like Hennessy. But I like cognac or cognac, however you're supposed to say it. Cognac. I don't know. Some of these boo- these new bougie niggas say uh, cognac. <laughs> That's what Spy got be saying. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Cognac. No, that is not it. Cognac. That's the country of shit. I don't mind cognac. I just don't like Hennessy. Remy is so much better than Hennessy. Have I had Remy? Probably. Remy is smooth. Hennessy, that shit tastes like oppression. <laughs> I probably had I probably had Remy. Remy is like lighter also. Like color wise too. Mm. I was drinking Hennessy for my birthday, though, because I was feeling ethnic. <laughs> Were you 31st? Yeah. You don't remember? Like, when we went to the uh, quantifying show, I was off that hen. I forgot. That is exactly where we were at. It was It was that Saturday after, I think. It was one day after. I can't remember what my yeah, schedule was. Yeah, because Stephanie was here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I have definitely got a lot of love from high school people. I think also the people, our friends that moved off and stuff, they shout us out because they're like, yo. Not everybody in Alabama is a backwoods, no teeth having, mayonnaise sandwich eating, Chevy S10 driving. Thank you. Because <laughs> sometimes it's a Sierra, not a Chevy, but because <laughs> everybody got a truck, damn it. <laughs> that Sierra, like that gypsy. Listen. Yo, that uh small truck life is that's a different kind of struggle. That's a whole different culture of yeah. shit. That, like it's niggas that really only fuck with the small trucks. They like yo, y'all keep y'all shit on list uh, and all this other shit. Cab I'm, only, <laughs> right? no back seat. <laughs> and I just knew I was like, nah, I gotta have. I love myself Space. a little better than that. Mm. Like, bro, you can't be no fat dude with no fucking <laughs> little ass cap. Like, nah, bro. You ain't gonna never get bitches looking like that shit. 
I'm at that phase of life where I can't have no shit to fuck me up. Like, bruh, any time might be game time. <laughs> it's just cock blocking, we ain't with it. Right. That's the other thing about, like, barbershops being closed. That's how they knew niggas wasn't going to go oh, nowhere. Man. Like, no, I, ain't, I ain't fuck with Everybody's that. Everybody's <laughs> self-esteem was low. Yep. Bless it. I'm seeing niggas now taking pictures, feeling the Selfies <laughs> out the ass. Bro, I felt like a million bucks after I got my shit done. I was like, man, I could pull some bitches right now. So God, it's a shame I got to go to work. Oh, shit. I was feeling myself. I was like, I'm back. <laughs> Now y'all see why women like to have their hair done. Just makes you feel good. Bro, I felt like, man, I went to the barbershop. Uh, my nigga D hooked me up. He was like, damn, Dennis, you got a whole fro. <laughs> <laughs> it's been rough. It's been almost three months. Oh, my barber finna be tickled because I've been trying to fade my own shit. Ooh. Mm. Yep. It's not bad. <laughs> But I can't line myself up. Oh, so now you see her. Um, While I was hesitant. I've <laughs> done it before, but I'm too afraid to try it again. A couple weeks ago, mind you, on this very podcast, somebody was trying to convince me to cut my own hair. But see, I, I actually also have hair on top, though, too. This is true. So that hair gets in the way. But also, this person was trying to encourage me. Like, nah, nigga. Because <laughs> I used to do my own and I was fine. It's a little different, man, girl. I just lost my juice. I don't have the juice no more. Bro, I got to have, I realize that one of the benefits for me is I have an intact hairline. And I'm 31 years old with a baby face. I got to keep this shit going for just a little bit longer. If I can let my peak keep extending. (laughs) (laughs) My golden era can keep going on. Hold on to your youth. Yeah, I mean, I can... I could wait out some shit and I'll be good. It's long term game plan. <laughs> I was trying to have instant on nigga. You gotta think this shit out tactically. Think about today, <laughs> my nigga. <laughs> what can I do today to set me up for success <laughs> tomorrow? tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Self help juice is okay. now in here. <laughs> Welcome. I couldn't decide between hotel juice or gold chain juice. So I'm going with gold tap juice. That needs to be on a t-shirt. Put that on a t-shirt. I'm going to create a shirt one day because I'm tired of you getting all the credit for these uh, shirts. I am kind of out here. <laughs> so it's my turn. <laughs> Shit. Like when Thomas told me that the HSV shirt was dope, I was well, like. Everybody's fucking with that one. Oh, yeah. And I was like, mama, I made it. I just wanted to make dope t-shirts my whole life. I told you the 90s shit was going to jump. Yeah. Also, I think that popped too because I didn't just hurry that up. I would I worked on that for like a couple weeks. Because mm. I had like 10 or 12 drafts. Because I sent you most of them and I sent my brother some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's a hit. But yeah. That's the other shit about all this shit. Like, people fucking with us for being ourselves. It's dope. Hell yeah. I'm glad people can relate. But I, I knew I knew somebody was going to be able to relate. Yeah. Or if they couldn't relate, they can appreciate our honesty and yeah. us being ourselves. True. Like, because even with the cursing and the N-words, which we love. We do. But it's just 
I'm in the room with my nigga. <laughs> it's just, it's just real shit. Like it's like that's what it's supposed to be. Real shit, right? Think about like if you recorded each week with your best fucking friend, <laughs> and y'all drinking, y'all chilling. We had a mutual house that we both had a lot of dope times. You be talking cash shit too. Hell yeah. It's not. It's just. It's dope. And I'm willing to. I'm at the point now where I'm, what we put out is what we put out. Fuck mm-hmm. it. You ain't fucking with it. That's okay. Wow. I wonder who said that. Like first. What? I definitely, definitely said that. Like we just gotta be ourselves. <laughs> I mean, you you were right. I'm just a nervous wreck, and I yeah, have no. to do shit before I'm like, oh, so people do like me. Yeah. No, I'm I'm glad that you can. I'm glad that it's happening this way, so that you can have something that makes you more comfortable just being yourself. Like I knew that it would happen this way, which is why I was encouraging it because I'm just like. I feel like we talk about a lot of real shit and a lot of people feel the way that we feel. They just never have been able to really express it or or willing to express it out loud to this break many people. It down in the way that we break it down. So it's it's I just I just knew that people were gonna fuck with it. The other thing I've thought about is I have gotten to the phase where I'm more or less was kind of trying to develop my character before I have like a lot of videos and mm. shit. But now that I'm super sexy, like, bro. <laughs> I mean, but see, that's, that's still under the same. I think I'm not just be comfortable. Same wall of insecurity. Yeah. Like yeah. you don't, you don't, you are the character. You shouldn't have to build a character. I, I feel like people should just know who I was before. Because if you know who I am, then it's easier to go from there. Yeah. But that's what they will learn once they have listened to you speaking your truth. They will get to know you. When we start videoing this shit for real, for real, and they see our facial expressions, (laughs) that's when it's going to be a whole other level. True. Because it's funny just hearing us. Wait till you (laughs) see... (laughs) Kim's face when I say some wild shit or her face when she's <laughs> or your face when I say some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. I keep like, telling you we out here. Like, the last two weeks before this past week were rough. Like, really, really rough. Mm. But this past week, I had, like, kind of a little boost, I guess. Be like, okay. So, after we recorded, I knew we got some dope shit that's going to come out and people going to fuck with it. Mm-hmm. Did not know that people were going to all decide to start supporting us as a black business <laughs> that same week. Yeah, like, after... <laughs> After all this crazy shit, that's what I did. I just literally went crazy. Like, everybody was sharing all this black business information. Like, if your black business didn't prosper these last couple weeks, 
bro i don't even know what because we have been exposed to so many restaurants fashion uh politicians just like all kinds of black shit everywhere yeah artists especially in our hometown which if you're not from huntsville is huntsville is a little fickle yeah a lot of people only want to deal with shit that's of a certain level. They don't mm-hmm. want to support home-based shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't want to support home-based shit that's not rooted in, oh, we're trying to be the Huntsville podcast. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I try to take over all you niggas. <laughs> Think I give a fuck? Because I also know our numbers are dope. I'm going to have to cut a lot of this shit out because I'm just talking about shit. And like, man, this nigga's own one. You goddamn right. <laughs> I knew we were going to get here. Consistency. Yeah. That's it. Consistency and real shit. You can't fake the real shit. Right. So that this was never going to be. It's not like it's a task. It's, that's what like. I didn't want you to feel like it was such a task on trying to get an episode out or get a good episode out. Like because it is real shit there's always going to be something to talk about (laughs) uh right you know what i'm saying like we're always going to be able to carry a conversation i'm Uh, i get i think i'm secure with the conversation part of it it's just recording a conversation and coming out good is always that i'm doing better than when we first started a lot mm -hmm, better mm -hmm. but that's my weak spot. What do you mean? Like like making sure it comes. Recording the episode is harder than editing the episode. Because you have to make. Like you can only do so much in post. Well, I can only do so much in post because I've never studied this shit. Mm. But if I can make a good recording, I won't fuck it up in the post. <laughs> if, I, uh, if I fuck it up in the record. It's only so much shit I can do. And then I'm just editing shit being like, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> gotcha. I see what you're saying. Okay. So, like, that's why sometimes I'll be like, yeah, it ain't coming out till tomorrow. Mm. It's just like on some, I could put it out now. And I hear podcasts. This ain't, this ain't hating. I hear podcasts that don't sound this good. And I don't know. I know I shouldn't care, but I just care. I think it's it's because I'm a music person. I'm not saying, like, not to care. No, I'm I'm saying I'm just overanalyzing it. Oh, yeah. That's that's where my head is to where I'm, like, make sure I record it good. Mm. Like, the editing is not... That's the easy part because I know how our conversations flow. Yeah, it's the same thing with any calculated risk-type situation. You always want to, what they say, measure twice, cut once. Right. If you get a good you know run you don't have to do as much work it's just like when we first started we would be having such dope conversations and i'll look down either i wouldn't record we it recording. <laughs> yeah. or you could only hear one of us the whole time you'd be like man that's why i started getting to the point like when we started to have a conversation like okay hold on save it right we gotta save it like we can't burn this shit right now yeah because then sometimes we'll overdo it and be like yeah i already made these points <laughs> Not to the audience, motherfucker. <laughs> and then it just feels weird. Yeah, like so. Then it feels forced. <laughs> and you're like, 
that's not cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be all right out here. We gonna be all right. We gonna be all right. Uh, Apple been putting out some black ass playlists. Bro, that uh first day when it was like just listen together, I missed that. It they were playing dope ass shit. Did they, they make it into a playlist? I, somebody had to have, because somebody had to have either Shazam the whole thing. Like I'm gonna look for it because I'm gonna have to. Yeah, if you find that, let me know. Speaking of which, everybody was talking about that. It was it was lit. Like when I first turned to it, they were playing "This Is America," mm-hmm. and it was like, "Okay, this is setting it off." And then they played "Most Deaf," and then they played a lot of "Run the Jewels" and "Watch the Throne." Mm-hmm. "Run the Jewels" four came out this week, and that shit is dope as fuck. I haven't listened. Um, Two Chains is on a motherfucking "Run the Jewels" album and okay, spits his ass off. Okay, Two Chains, Killer Mike. All Hotepish shit aside, is one of the greatest rappers I've ever listened to. He his voice is made for rap. I agree. And his voice control is so fucking dope, especially to be that big of a guy. Yeah, and have voice control like that. Like that's like he he has that like classic nineties hip hop rap right voice. Just crisp and it's just to the point, direct, like. And he also has a little bit of that preacher cadence. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell he spent a lot of times at Bible studies and <laughs> choir practices as a kid. Um, But yeah, and Runner Jules is talking that woke shit at a time that we need woke shit. Mm. So it was, uh, they pushed it up, I think. But yeah, to drop a protest album in the middle of a protest is pretty fucking dope. Speaking of which, I know we were talking about the protest playlist. Yes. What? All right. So June is African-American Music History Month. Mm -hmm. So what if we just made a really dope black playlist? Like a history, like a black history playlist? Yeah. Like some of the best songs of any genre. And then we put it out like next week. Okay. So we have time to build it. I think we should do both. But we can. <laughs> I just feel like the after listening to the Apple Music one, I was like, they have a lot of the songs I had mm. that if I had put out the place, but okay, she's got deep cuts. But it's like, nah, whoever's running the Apple Music thing gotcha. got me a little bit better than I thought. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. They had, all right, so they played Murder to Excellence. Mm, that's one of my favorites. Kill Your Masters by Run the Jewels. And killed the landlord by the coop back to back to back. And I was like, these niggas started a revolution. Black AF. And they were playing the Neo Soul shit and everything. I was like, it's gotta be a nigga running this. <laughs> gotta be. Nothing but niggas. <laughs> like, when well, you got this much shit. And then they had new stuff. The only thing was it was, it was edited. So even like the newest mm-hmm. shit, they were playing like the shit, but it was edited. But still, I was like, yo, companies and shit are showing their ass right now. They like, no, we fucks with black people. In good and bad ways, yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Was that Popeye's uh, tweet real? I haven't seen anything about Popeye's. What happened? Somebody had a screenshot of it, and it was like, 
uh, we're nothing without the black community. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think it was real, but I died laughing when I saw that oh, shit. Oh, that couldn't have been real. I feel like I would have heard way more about that. That's crazy. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, that couldn't have happened. Niggas are crazy. But the way 2020 is going, I'm like, yeah, it might have happened. I mean, it's not a lie. <laughs> Black people be buying the fuck out of some Popeyes. Bro, I fuck some Popeyes. <laughs> I've also like gotten to the point where I fully am just like, yeah, I'm a Southern black man. Mm. I'm embracing it. I'm country as fuck. <laughs> Were you fighting it? <laughs> yeah. I was I'll, I'll never be like one of those Negroes. <laughs> With your big truck and everything. Right. Nigga. I'm a whiskey drinking, beer drinking motherfucking truck driver. <laughs> I had a red F-150. <laughs> of all the colors. <laughs> Trying to deny your southern roots. Right. Like, yeah. it's, it's cool to be southern. But it's like, it's like, bro, it's not the end of the world. I think people like southern culture way more than they like any other kind of culture. Yeah, because... Like, People like Southern white Southern culture and black Southern culture. Mm. That's how you know that people fucking with it. Mm-hmm. Now the thing is with black Southern culture, sometimes they appropriate it, thinking it's like some shit from like Chicago and shit. Not knowing them niggas is just once or twice removed from Mississippi and Alabama. True. <laughs> yeah, that Detroit. I shit. have seen those debates. Right. Like, oh, that's <laughs> that's Mississippi shit. Right. It's always funny though when people be like, Chicago is the country as niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'll be like, this shit funny as fuck. Hell yeah. Because Chicago people niggas be, be swearing they the shit. Yeah, they do. Why do they do that? Every I'm big city that. does that shit because they be going back to their country cousins be like, well, in Chi Town. Yeah. Nigga, we got, both of our parents grew up in this shack. <laughs> I think New York niggas do the same thing. Yeah. A lot of them from like Carolina and mm-hmm. uh, Virginia. Like them great migration trails. Speaking of which, you're supposed to be making a uh, movie about the warmth of the of other suns. Really? That's going to be dope. When? I think it's in. They were. They had just announced it right before all this shit. So it might not still be going on. Mm. But. That'll be dope because I love the Great Migration stories. It definitely needs to be told more. Like I, I don't know a whole lot, but I know, I know about like what was going on and why people were moving around and why, you know, people moved from up north to the south and all that. Like, I move your mic a little closer. I don't. Um, sorry, my back be hurting because I can't get this chair up close enough. So I just be yeah. like. Sitting in the chair like this, but that's how I am with this one. We need to get more. We might buy the new chairs. That's yeah. what. Thanks for your support. Gifts, more <laughs> gifts. Gifts. <laughs> gifts. Gift cards. Money. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, some dope. We do need some dope ass chairs. But um, I. Like, the only media I really ever saw growing up about, like, the Great Migration was the Watsons go to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And that might be it. 
I just, but not I just buddy. have always heard about people, um, a lot of black people moving from Detroit and Chicago. Yeah, Alabama people moved to Detroit. Mississippi people moved to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like Keith said last week, Louisiana people moved out to Cali. It is crazy how certain states yeah, and places had. Certain, yeah, like. It's almost a copy of how when people migrate to America, I mean, immigrate to America, mm-hmm. they go to certain hot spots mm-hmm. depending on the communities the community, there. Yeah. It's it's interesting to look at because, like I said earlier, I consider myself African American and feel like that's just our tribe. We're not a lost tribe. We're just that's just that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's I do look at Mississippi as like an ancestral homeland mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> like, and it's and that's good enough for me. Like for a long time because I was a history nerd, that wasn't good enough mm-hmm. for me. It's like man, I gotta be better in Mississippi. <laughs> True, but none of that really affects you in this lifetime. No, but like I just think about shit. Like it is weird that like when my parents like go and we go. We'll be buried in like Alabama, and my entire family's been buried in Mississippi for hundreds of years. Mm. It's just, I don't know. I, I took it for granted when I was younger because mm. I looked at like all oh, these country ass niggas, not realizing I'm country as fuck too. <laughs> right here with ass. Right. I'm eating pork just like these niggas. <laughs> I remember one time I stopped at Mr. T's store and I got a pig foot and a pack of, uh, menthols and wow. i was like this is the most nigga shit i've ever done in my Country life <laughs> not a pig foot <laughs> from the root to Ooh. the tooth <laughs> i don't think i've ever had pig's feet pig's feet is dope as fuck that's that's that uh mississippi shit that i have no shame in <laughs> I mean, like, yeah i eat chillers and pig feet what the fuck is wrong with you what you don't like that shit nigga <laughs> I'm I'm a texture person, so I usually am too. But I I like the texture of uh, chitterlings. I do not. It looks like rubber. It's not. Well, yeah. if they're cooked good, then they smell. Blah, blah, blah. If they're cooked good, they're they almost melt in your mouth. Mm-mm. If they ain't cooked good, they y'all rubbery. Can keep, y'all can keep them. I don't want them. My parents eat them. See, Kim's parents some real niggas. <laughs> Never would doubt that. Like OG real niggas. I've always known that about them. Um they grew up on dirt roads. Those that's where the real niggas are built. Yeah. That shit is, a, is in veins. That is the real nigga factory. Dirt road, red clay, shit. Like my mom and them kind of questionable. They grew up in houses with streets. Uh, in the nice side of Port Gibson, Mississippi. Oh, my daddy from back road, back roads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my folks from the backwoods, honey. Um, yeah, Gordon no. Station Road, shout out. I'm not doing chitlins, my nigga. Now, pork skins and cracklins. Bro, I fuck up some cracklins. <laughs> I fucks with pork skins and crackling. That seasoning is something else. Man, if you ever look at the sodium on the back of that shit. Oh, nah. Just don't even look, bro. <laughs> fuck it. You know you don't give a fuck. Don't act like you care now. You are eating <laughs> fat 
literal fried fat. You're eating swan. With salt on it. You are the worst thing you could literally be eating. Salted fried fat. <laughs> Woo. But it's so good. It's so good. Mm. Damn. Man, why did we have to make food so good that could kill us? <laughs> like, bro, that's how you know you're going through some serious shit. you like, nigga. That was some of the only shit we had to enjoy right. was food. It's like, man, we got scraps. What we going to do? We going to make this shit delicious. <laughs> like, you know what's funny? I'll be thinking about this. Like, you know the shit that we do now has just been passed down from, like, previous generations. Yeah. So, on plantations, you know it was just niggas talking mad shit about each other. Like, roasting the fuck out of each other. Mm-hmm. And laughing in secret to get through this shit. Oh, yeah. Just having full-out roast sessions. <laughs> right. Like, this nigga Bobby dropped all the cotton. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga got a sunburn and don't, don't want to tell nobody. Oh, look at this light-skinned-ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, have you ever been sunburned? No. A lot of black businesses got a lot of support this last week. I am not with the fast t-shirt line people that are making Mm. money off death. Me neither. I wanted to say something about that, but I didn't know if it was too soon. But people making money off of like George Floyd t-shirts and like... Especially the ones with his face on them. And I'm just yeah. like, have y'all talked to this man's family? Like, Right. Like, it, that feels disgusting. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. That's why, like, even if you have paid attention to the last couple of weeks, I have not used any pictures yeah. of anybody because I don't. Don't want it to be clickbait. I, I used to hear this thing when I was in, like, Indian Ed when I was younger that some Native American tribes don't believe in photographs mm. because it's a stealing of the soul. That's kind of in line of how I feel. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to make profit or get clout from using certain things. Mm-hmm. It's you just know, especially shit like this. I'm just like, man, like I can't make money off no lynching. People are shit. people are grieving. Yeah. Also, it's people that are misunderstanding why we are grieving. Mm. People think that because Mr. Floyd may have had things in the past, he was no angel. Mm-hmm. And we are giving him we're lifting him higher than what he should be. No. We are saying no matter what the fuck may he may have done. He didn't no, deserve No. Nobody, nobody deserves to die in the street like that. It's a lot of heinous things you can do, but I still feel like you should have your day in court. Hell yeah. I might hate people that do a lot of terrible things. I don't think anybody deserves to be choked out for nine minutes. And not just choked out like in a regular way, but like. Somebody's knee, like somebody's full body weight. Somebody that, according to let on your air passages, according to some reports, you knew 
I I realized shit was fucked up when he said his stomach was hurting. I was like, if he's screaming that his stomach is hurting, that is like a telltale sign that his oxygen level is being cut off. And it's slowly moving throughout his body. I will never forget that. That's our Emmett Till moment. Yeah. Because that that man cried out for his mom that died. Mm. That grown shit. ass man. Even if she was still alive, grown ass man calling out for his mama in the middle of the street. He, he called for his literal ancestor. That's I can't make money off that shit. In the middle of the street though. In public in the middle of the street. And you want to put his face on the t-shirt to make money off it. Even if you donating all the funds, as somebody who <laughs> has learned this the hard way, you still have to pay for those shirts. So that little five, ten dollars you get off that shirt. Is, is it worth it, selling it your worth soul? It? Is it worth it? Exactly. You know, I hate seeing that shit too. Like, I understand that we all want to contribute and help however we can but some shit is just too soon like it hasn't even been a month and y'all got this nigga's face on a fucking t-shirt for money yeah like I have no problem with the murals or art that like we're done because I feel like art for a public grieving is redemptive Mm mm-hmm a t-shirt to me, even though I feel like t-shirts can be works it's, of art. It's commemorative. But it's like, I don't, I just don't agree with that. Putting Black Lives Matter on a shirt? Okay. That's a movement. Putting somebody's face like that, though? like Yeah, and trying to make it look cool. Be like, where did you get that shirt? Like, mm-mm. They don't, fit, they don't, they don't sit right with my spirit. Who is that? Tucker Carlson's bitch ass. Bro, it's still people out here trying to make us look like savages. If it's not about black lives, what is it about? Why are white people so cruel? They are like it is it is honestly fear and I say it over and over again, but it is honestly just fear of losing power and privilege. But the thing that bothers me most is their fear literally leads to our deaths. Mm-hmm. And then they tell us which ways we should protest and which ways we shouldn't, who we should honor as heroes and who we should vilify. Mm-hmm. All from a lens of people that will never understand what it's like to live our fucking lives. 
it's just like I get that it's a lot of white people waking up and seeing how sick this shit is. I don't know why it's not more of you motherfuckers. This shit is evil. It should have been more, like way before now. Like if you're not fed up, are you paying attention? Mm-mm. Like it's just man, this shit is sadistic. This <laughs> I'm cut that out. <laughs> America is going to hell in a handbasket. But that's the hell they made. Yeah. It's the bad. Like, you know why shit's so bad? It's because chickens are coming home to roost. It's not our fault. And that's I think that's another part of why that particular narrative is being pushed. It's because it's not our fault. But how can we make it to where it's not white people's fault? They want to make it seem like it's our fault. Because they don't want to accept the way they see us. Again, this is on them and not on us. Like hearing, I don't know if you saw that video, which you probably have, the little white girl talking to her parents about um, black people and, you know, her dad saying that he works with black people in the ghetto or whatever and they're not trying to get out and they, you know, hearing that kind of shit. pisses me off because it's like you literally don't think that black people have dreams of actual like just decent living like you really think that we would choose the ghetto over anything else right which is absolutely fucking crazy like us being stuck and held here longer than what we would like to be is not necessarily our fault no. all the time like the 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 line for us <laughs> to be successful is always pushed like further and further back right the goalposts are forever moving it's easy to get caught up in in being dependent on the government for assistance when you get into that system and they make it easy to continue to stay. Like, the fact that, like, I think it's, there's some dumbass rule, like, you have to have a full-time job and something else to even qualify for, like, food stamps or, like, anything basic like that that has to do with SNAP. And I'm just like... And then people always say stupid shit, like, we should drug test those people. Yeah. First off, black people don't use drugs as much as you have been led to believe. Like, it's not like, hey, <laughs> we see who be using most of the drugs in this country. Y'all can act like y'all don't see that fucking shit. Niggas fuck with weed. <laughs> That's our shit. That's it. That's now, it's the other, majority. It's, it's niggas that fuck with other shit, but the majority of us use that shit. You know why? Because we dealing with some real ass shit being fucking black. Mm-hmm. And since we don't have access to mental health, we got liquor stores and we got weed. This is literally like our anxiety right? check. <laughs> and we can lose our whole fucking life for this shit. They throw us in fucking prison and say fuck us. For the rest of our lives. Meanwhile, Brock Turner rapes somebody and gets out in nine months. Mm. What? Gets out less than that. It's just 
white people do not fucking understand. Some people are finally waking up, but it's, it's just going to be people that's not going to understand. And that's the frustrating part. Mm-hmm. Like when, when Drew Brees was saying that shit, that shit really fucked me up because it was, it made me mad because people really don't know the history of like, there's such a whitewashing of American war. Black people have fought in every war since the first war in this country. True. As property or as humans. Mm-hmm. My third great-grandfather ran away from the plantation that was owned by Jefferson Davis's brother and fought in the fucking Civil War Damn. for the Union. That's some gangster shit. It is. I got three great-grandfathers, like different levels, that fought for the Union Army at Vicksburg. And they were literally fighting for their freedom. Generations later, black men have fought for their freedom and not been treated lovingly by this country. So, when Colin Kaepernick takes a knee, you try to co-opt that and make it to where he's disrespecting troops. When he took the knee because he was a compromise instead of sitting. Did you see that the coach wanted to apologize? Yeah. And the NFL apologized for They didn't name him, of course. I'm like, nigga. Y'all knew what the fuck this shit was. He still ain't got no job, though. <laughs> and the thing that would make me sick for the rest of my fucking life is fuckface in the White House was in our fucking city and said that shit about sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. That's part of our fucking city's history for the rest of our fucking life. Yo, he been out here saying some reckless ass shit, like talking about if the troops keep being, you know, hurt the way they've been hurt, that he's going to employ, you know, armed services and the army and it'll just be a war on us. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? They white you want to unleash some people who have pent up <laughs> aggression and anger. And then plus the rules of war are not the same as American. Like I was listening to NPR and they were talking about you can't use the army the same way you use in occupying forces mm. because American citizens cannot be enemy combatants. That's the law even terrorists that motherfucker farting (laughs) Uh, even terrorists are not enemy combatants that is a different idea even American terrorists are not enemy combatants he's getting people in the military being like okay nigga you you talk about the blacks and all this other shit but the way you talking now is a bridge too far Mm. He's scared that he's about to get voted out. Mm-hmm. And I think he is. We can only hope. Bro. That, if he don't, what the fuck, man? What the fuck in the first place? But yeah, it's a whitewashing of military service in this country. And it's politicized to be tied to the flag when black people die for that flag and were denied the same rights as others. The race riots of 1920 and 21 were 
white people being mad at black success and going to black neighborhoods and burning them down. Mm-hmm. So all this shit, when people talk about riots, they try to tie it to black rage. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. If you know anything about the history of this country, it is white people being mad at black people getting ahead. And that will continue until we address the things up front. Do I think that we should, quote unquote, defund the police? I don't fucking know. Uh, It needs to be police reform, though. Mm. Because if you know the history of police forces in this country, you also know that that is directly linked to slavery. If you could change one thing about the police force today, what would you change? demilitarizing them Hmm. it's no reason that last week a peaceful protest even if they didn't leave when they said you should Mm -hmm. that tear gas was deployed on american citizens should not have rubber bullets either right it's a bunch of fucking hippies that's why friday when it was nobody uh that's why when the cops weren't out friday they were dancing in the park because this is peaceful, peaceful protest people. Mm-hmm. Will there be idiots that try to co-op a movement? Of course. But talking about looters or all this other shit or Antifa, <laughs> all it really is is white people are afraid that black people will run rampant and burn their shit down. Yeah, because karma. It's like now they're finally realizing where they have fucked up. And that's part of the reason why they're scared because they're like, if black people are out for revenge, like if this is the reason why they're looting and rioting, they're going to come for us. I don't even think they're thinking that far deep. They just don't understand how institutionalized racism is that they have a rational fear of black people mm. and mobs of black people mm-hmm. puts them on edge unless you are doing it to Dr. King way, which they beat them niggas ass to and killed them too. Right, they talking about Dr. King like he survived. Or right. Something. Oh, you mean the nigga you shot his fucking face off? Um, I think what I would change is honestly just like making sure that body cams were always on for all of a police officer shift. Like, as soon as you clock in body cam on if not you're not getting paid for this shift or this is you know i'm saying a warning for you to be fired like a couple of fences and you're fired we're letting you go if you can't turn your body cam on on your shift and keep it on for your whole shift you out of here i also think that police training should be longer absolutely there's no reason that every other thing you you can Six months, six to nine months is not yeah. long enough to have a gun in your hand. Not for, no. And patrolling. No. It's just not. Um, I say demilitarizing also because everybody just listen to me. <laughs> like, just listen. Let me land, as they say on the grapevine. <laughs> okay. After 9-11, we linked military service to first responders by doing that we gave first responders a lot of leeway and treated them the exact same way we treat the military Mm. thank you for your service is something we used to only say to military people Mm -hmm. now we do that with cops so we keep pushing them up higher Mm -hmm. 
when you push somebody up to an elevated status, you make them unreachable and uncheckable. Civil servants must be checked. Mm. True. Even in military, there's military tribunals. There's, there's ways of getting bad soldiers out of it. That is not the same with police. It's not the same also with like priests and stuff too. Mm-hmm. But there has to be accountability. And too long we have just let people cook under the guise of it's a hard job to do. Yes, it's a hard job to do, but you must be held accountable. But they knew that. Right. And if you had training and learning in six months, you would understand. You would understand. It's really I'm fed up. This is a this is just a very hard time. Like on top of the pandemic shit. On top of like we have enough shit going on in the world that our personal shit it's just we can't even like my problem is I'm not even able to address the personal things going on with me because I'm literally afraid of dying in the fucking street or I'm afraid of dying from a fucking disease mm. because other people have a done right thing mm. my paranoia is at all time level I'm drinking more than I should and I feel like I can't talk to anybody around me except for the person across the table from me <laughs> yeah shit sometimes I don't even want to talk to anybody right Like <laughs> you can't vocalize some shit it's like man I have been more like in my own world lately than I have, I think, in my entire life. Like, I don't know. I can't explain. It's not that I don't want to talk to anybody, but I don't know. I I don't want to, I think, even open up the discussion to talk about the bullshit because it's just like, I don't want that to be the topic of discussion. Like, let's talk about something else. And I know that literally everybody that I hang out with, if I talk to them, that's what they're going to want to bring up. It's like all these current events and I'm just not, I don't want to keep. Also, it's, it's, all right, first off, if you're white and you're listening and you have talked to some of your black friends about it, feel not say feel honored, but it's so fucking hard <laughs> for us to open up to white people because y'all yeah. should shit on us without meaning to. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's why we don't want to open up. It's because it's like you're gonna say some shit that's gonna piss us off, and then we get angry. Then we're the angry black person. Yeah, yep, here we are, another stereotype, right? And it's just like. It's so political to be fucking black in this country mm. in a way that white people don't understand. Like, that's why when we roll our eyes when they're like, y'all are racist against white people. Like, 
You have no idea. Please kiss my ass. You have no <laughs> idea the way that we police ourselves to make sure that we're even acceptable that way that you won't fucking kill us. First of all, there's no way that we could be racist to white people. Uh, well, we can definitely be racist. <laughs> I used to feel that way, but like, nah, I think we could be racist against white people. We just can't exert the level of racism they can exert on us. That's... I mean, it's the same thing, but I, I don't... I just... I personally don't like when people are like, well, black people can't be racist. Like, eh, eh, I don't know about that. I mean, we've learned that racism is about like holding power against people or over people. Yeah. Like exerting your power. Exerting like your privilege. We, we can definitely express right now that we're mad at white people. We hate white people. All this other stuff. But we can not oppress their entire people or you know what I'm saying I'm like I don't know no I feel you we there's there's definitely been some I'm not even gonna lie some fucked up things that have happened to white people and white cops in this movement um and black cops in this movement true and and it's because that they have been targeted um but as far as like black people really being racist that's that's honestly the most we can hurt people's feelings that's what i'm saying like we can hurt your feelings we can't ruin your lives unless we take your life we're not gonna fuck up your your generational finances right and y'all don't even y'all aren't even aware of the privilege y'all have of your your two grandfathers, Drew Brees, fought in <laughs> World War Two, and they got a GI Bill and moved to the fucking suburbs that black people couldn't live in. Oh god! And then created generational wealth. Yeah, that's your privilege. That shit happened to you. It ain't happened to me neither. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, just wake up wake the other people around you up because your your black friends are tired super tired so over it so thank you guys for tuning in today to suburban pod if you would like to follow me on twitter you can find me at curvy brown girl and you can find me at a kid named juice some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey battle you can follow him on soundcloud at dj c battle New episodes available every Thursday.